everybody and welcome back to the Sav Chats podcast. This is episode 13. I will preface with I got the new microphone that I told you about in the previous episode. So I'm really hoping the quality of this just kind of supersedes what I've been using previously. Um, To be quite honest, I've just been using cheapy headphones plugged into my cell phone and recording through the app on my phone. We're not horrible because it's super convenient to do everything through your phone, but the quality of it just not quite hitting the marker. So hopefully this sounds like 10 times better. I'm hearing it through my headphones and it sounds better, but you folks let me know what you think otherwise. For today's episode, which I just have to say, I can't believe that we're already 13 episodes in. Granted, I probably could be far more than this had I been more on top of things, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, in today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is my top four recommendations for those of you that might be considering starting your photography business or have already kind of started, but still kind of in that new stage, unsure of where to go, what to do and so forth. So that is what we are going to talk about today. Now I'm realizing because this microphone headset is so clear crisp, I really apologize if you hear a lot of or clearing my throat. (laughs) It's kind of awkward. So I apologize ahead of time. I'm still kind of learning the settings, the uh, volume and so forth. So if you hear any like shuffling around or noises in the background, I apologize, but hopefully it's not that bad. But again, so today we're going to talk about what to kind of do to get things started in the right direction. Now, granted, I am no, you know, super business professional in the sense of that word, meaning I'm not here to just give you all the deep inner ins and outs on how to start your business, all the legal things and so forth. We're not going to get that deep into it, but I am going to turn you into or onto a few resources that will help you in that direction of things that will be far better than just hearing me rant and rave about what I've done. Um, That is going to be a few bits of today, but not the whole thing. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, the number one thing that I highly recommend, and I did mention this on my photography page on Instagram, is the use of YouTube. Number one reason being that it's a absolutely free platform, which means that any questions you have, you can go to YouTube, you can easily look it up, and there's bound to be a video about it. Somebody demonstrating it, somebody talking about it, sharing their experience, whatever the case may be, YouTube is a great free tool that I always recommend to anybody getting started. And again, it can be about pretty much anything. So it could be as easy as just, you know, what does manual mode mean on my camera? How do I use it? It could also be, uh, you know, maybe there's a particular type of photography that you like to do, weddings or engagements. They could be indoors, they could be outdoors, or a mixture. There's going to be some great videos on there. They're going to teach you the proper settings on your camera that will give you the effect that you're going for. And there's going to be some differences because some people like the more dark, moody look. Some love the light and airy. So that might be some keywords you might want to use when you're doing your research for videos on YouTube. 
other side of things, do get more into the business side of things. So you're going to get some tips and tricks on how to use certain hashtags on Instagram that are going to work best for you, the best way to, you know, add your uh, posts on Facebook, using TikTok now to get more business because that's becoming a growing avenue for photographers, surprisingly. So YouTube really is just chock full of great information that you can utilize to advance your business in the right direction, or at least what's going to be the right direction for you personally. The other thing that I highly recommend alongside the YouTube videos is joining Facebook groups. It might sound funny, but this can be a huge huge benefit to you. There's all sorts of different types of photography groups that you can join. Uh, For instance, my top number one Facebook group I always recommend to join first and foremost above anybody else is they're called the Law Tog. So the Law and then Tog is T-O-G. They are all about the legality side of things. So you're going to get some really great insight into how to make sure you've got proper uh, contracts. They're going to back you and your business up, um, how to respond when people ask certain questions that maybe you're not sure of the answer or you have the answer, but you want to make sure the way you word it is going to make sense and protect you and hopefully not create an undesirable circumstance. Um, So it's really a great support group, but the whole point of it is on the legal side of things. So again, that's the law tog. Highly recommend join them ASAP. And they do actually, through their website, offer for some money, uh, you can actually purchase contracts. So if you don't have any contracts whatsoever, you can check them out. They have contracts for basically just any aspect of photography that you could possibly think of and you can absolutely edit them as well so you know they're all built by um, specifically lawyers that specialize in photography so the verbiage is going to be a lot more honed in on that versus just some random business contract so I do recommend checking out contracts that are specifically built for photographers by lawyers who specialize in that. Um, So just kind of mention the law talk. Now other groups you can join are just, you know, simple tips and tricks, you know, how to use Photoshop, how to use Lightroom, other photo editing programs that are out there. And they just kind of give you helpful little tips and tricks based on what they've learned. You can also ask questions and then have people answer. Some people will also, you know, ask about, hey, I was looking about purchasing this uh, particular you know, lens for my camera. Is it worth it? Do any of you have it? Do you have any photos you can share so I can see kind of if there's any difference based on what I've already got versus potentially getting this? So it's just a very great support group. Nobody is judgmental whatsoever. Other groups you can also join are kind of more your big hits, uh, like Dirty Boots, Messy Hair. They're super popular. Pretty much I think every photographer out there has heard of them. Um, They've got their own team of photographers. They've created a bunch of presets that you can purchase and use for editing and so forth. And they have a group on Facebook that allows you to not only share your pictures using their presets, but you can also ask questions, meet up with other photographers, and just kind of a nice little community within the Facebook group. Um, And you can find a lot of those different types on Facebook, especially once you start 
searching for groups and so forth. Another one that I really recommend right alongside the Law Talk, I do recommend joining local photography groups, whether it's just plain simple photography or wedding photography, if that's your thing, portrait photography, but staying local to your area, that can be very helpful as well because they can talk about locations, they can talk about how to, you know, respond to clients. And because it's more local to your area, they're going to have certain insight that others may not outside of your county or state etc. So that's a big one. As well as joining some model groups, that can be super essential as well because um, by getting yourself started, sometimes it can be hard to find clients right away willing to pay you if you don't have a lot of experience. And you can gain experience by getting people to model for you. It could be friends, could be family, but you can also expand that portfolio by joining model groups for your area, reaching out to models, seeing about working with them, and just gaining that experience. You can really start to learn your camera, learn its settings, and, um, and it really allows you to get more comfortable working with someone, uh, posing them, giving them prompts, um, positioning them a certain way, and uh, so forth. And then it just gets you more comfortable. So that way, by the time you are getting paid to do this, you've already got some experience under your belt that makes you more comfortable and more confident in yourself and your work. And then just by extension, your clients are going to feel more comfortable with you as well. So photography groups on Facebook, I'm telling you, they are major lifesavers. I, I have learned <laughs> so much from these groups. I I could make probably a whole nother slew of episodes about the amount of things that I have learned just by simply starting to join Facebook groups. Um, the law talk, for instance, let's talk about legalities, just the stories that I've heard and the amount of support that people have provided in that group, um, because things are going to happen, miscommunications, misunderstandings, people are going to want more than you are able to give, whether it's because you don't want to, or it's a protection for you and your business. People are ignorant sometimes to how photography works and what certain verbiage means. So unless we're educating them, sometimes they're going to ask things that you're thinking to you makes no sense. But to them, they're thinking, I don't understand what the problem is. So this group really does provide so much access to resources and help that really, I just feel like, how can you have a good working business without this kind of support group? So super gung-ho about joining Facebook groups. And again, it's free, so it's not like you have to pay to join. So it's absolutely free resources like YouTube. Now, the third thing that I recommend, uh, this is something personally I did take quite a while to do this. And I think it's just because I kind of have a personal, uh, it's hard for me to hear the word no. And it's not as in like, a, I'm going to stamp my foot like a child and, you know, act out until I get my way. It's just more of like, I take things personally more than I should. So if somebody tells me no, I'm thinking it's because I'm, I'm lame or I'm wrong, or I'm just no good, or they don't see anything worthwhile in me. And that's not the case. It's just, it's just how my brain goes. And I think anybody who specifically kind of has that problem will fully understand. Um, but because of it, I struggled with specifically reaching out to photographers that I've long since admired. And 
what I mean by reaching out is reach out to them and see if they're willing to take you under their wing in the sense of maybe they are a wedding photographer that you really admire, whether it's you love how they've been able to use social media to their advantage to build their clientele, or you love their editing style, or just something about their business really attracts you and you admire and you want to learn from them reach out to them. The worst case scenario is literally they just say no. For whatever reason, they just say no. Don't take it personal. Don't be like me. <laughs> you know, keep reaching out to ones that you have followed for a long time. You've watched them progress. You've watched them grow and you want to learn how they did it so you yourself can do it as well. There's always going to be photographers out there, unfortunately, that really just see it as a competition. Let me tell you firsthand, there are plenty of clients out there for everybody. So it's really not a competition, but there are going to be some out there that feel that way. It's not right, but it is what it is. If you encounter them, then just move on. You know, you it's not a loss on you, might be a loss on them, but it's not on you. So don't let it reflect on how you respond or how you progress with your business from that point forward. Just keep reaching out till you find one that you feel comfortable with and is willing to show you the ropes. And it could be as simply just, hey, can we get together for a cup of coffee or some food and just chat? I'd love to pick your brain about you know, how to's and certain things that you learned and how I can take something away from that and learn to grow my business or hey, you know, you're a wedding photographer and I'd love to get into it, but I want to make sure I'm doing it the right way. Do you need a second photographer or an assistant? You know, some way that I can help you, I can watch you and I can grow experience that way. And some of them are, you know, so there's a lot of opportunities by working with fellow photographers where you can gain a lot of knowledge and they can show you things that they learned that maybe they wish they learned from somebody else but had to learn either the hard way or just took them longer to get comfortable with it. So this is a great avenue. I really encourage those that are starting out or beginning to really consider as an extra resource to gain knowledge from. So reach out, find a photographer. I recommend local, if at all possible, or someone who's at least within you know, a certain mile radius to you. So that way you're not, it's not too much of a burden to meet up with this person if and when they are ready to do so. So make it more local if at all possible. And the third thing I want you to do is don't worry about money. I mean, I know it can be stressful. And to be honest, anyone who's a business owner or has started out knows that there is going to be some sort of investment, meaning you're going to be spending money more than likely for a period of time before you really start gaining money. Unless, of course, you've already set yourself up with a savings, you've got a good chunk of money, you've already kind of pre-planned this before getting into things. That's always the wisest course, but not always possible for everybody. So, you know, pinch those pennies wherever you can. Create a budget that you can realistically stick to that's not going to put you in the red for very long. If you have a partner, maybe game plan with them, figure out a budget where maybe they can kind of offset any bills or costs until you kind of reach that point where you're getting enough business that's kind of making up for whatever lack you maybe had from a previous job, full-time job, whatever the case may be. Now, 
in the aspect of spending money, there is just going to be certain aspects that there's either a monthly cost or if you have the funds to pay up front and do an annual cost. I typically recommend it because sometimes you're going to save about 10 to 20% on your uh, what you're spending in the long run if you do annual costs versus monthly, but sometimes you just don't have that money up front and that's okay. Um, but if you ever can move yourself to a point of doing annual costs, uh, whether it's for you know websites or gallery delivery services, photo editing programs and so forth, if you ever can get to a point of annual costs, I always recommend go that route. You know, you'd be surprised how much you actually save by doing that. Um, but even if you have to do monthly, you know, for a time period, that's okay. Don't worry. What I do want to mention is when it comes to a website, honestly, don't feel like you have to have one right away. You really actually don't. You would be surprised. I know plenty of people that just use either their social media like Facebook and Instagram for quite a time before they get to the point where they're comfortable spending some money on a website or they'll use options within the gallery services that they're using to deliver the galleries to their clients. Uh, ones like Pixie Set, for instance, do come with like a little kind of mini website page. It's just a singular page to kind of, a, that acts like a landing page of sorts. And typically what it does is it allows you to just kind of mention your name, a brief little bio, links to your social media, like Facebook and Instagram, other platforms. And then from there, any galleries that you have that you want public for people to go through, will have it listed in a kind of a block setting. So it's, it's real simple. It's very straightforward, but at least it gives you a place to send people to, to see more full galleries. Whereas with Instagram, you know, obviously you can only share about 10 photos, depending on programs you use to, you know, share your photos and so forth. Facebook, you can do a lot more and so forth, but you also don't want to just overwhelm people with like a hundred pictures for one gallery, you know, keep it limited, keep them you know, with their interest peaked, but not sharing too much. Um, and these can be a lot of ways to share things or get your name out there in a uh, more of a budget friendly aspect. Now, once you get some money in your pocket and you're comfortable spending money on a website, there's a lot of options out there on the plate to consider. Typically for those beginning or starting out or ones that are not so much familiar or comfortable with website building, I always recommend stick with a template-based platform because that way then you're not spending an arm and a leg to begin with and it's very easy. You already have a layout and then all you have to do is just go in and personalize the information to you, you know, bios and verbiage, fonts and colors, you know, create kind of your own branding as you're ready to and putting your pictures, your information and so forth on there as you're ready. Now, some choose to go total custom, whether it's paying somebody to custom build them a website, totally geared around them. That's awesome because it's really nice because it's it's more unique to them and they're able to put more of their own flair, their own personality into it, a lot more so than you get with a template. But again, that means paying. And typically your more custom-based website platforms or custom um, built by somebody else is typically gonna be much more expensive. For some, you might've already saved up and are able to afford it, but for others that don't, 
typically I recommend starting out with like Pixie Set because they do have a cheap website platform that at least gets you started. And if you end up using them for your gallery delivery service, you kind of keep everything in-house in one, one space or one area. Um, the other one I personally use is Squarespace. They do have a little bit more customizable options within the template much more so than Pixie Set offers. Um, and it is a little bit more costly just by a few dollars more, nothing major, but um, they do have a monthly or yearly service on Squarespace. And you can connect things like social media, you can connect things like business email and kind of have everything interconnected on one platform easier to manage. Um, but it just depends you know, on your budget and what you're comfortable with. I eventually actually more towards the beginning of the year moved my website platform to show it. I heard from a number of photographers that I follow within the Law Talk group that I mentioned and a few other Facebook groups that mentioned that they just they really love the platform. I'm still kind of learning the platform so there's still some little tweaks and things that I'm doing here and there through time to the website just to personalize it more make it more of my own but I did end up purchasing a template just so that I had a good starting point or, or bones to work with and a foundation. And then that way I can just build off of that instead of trying to create something from scratch from the very get-go. I just, I didn't want to spend that amount of time on it because I was already getting busy. I was already getting inquiries and bookings. So I just, I didn't want to stress about having to have this like super customized, super personalized website from the very get-go. I just wanted to get something out there that was more of me with more capabilities in the future when I was ready to dive into that. Um, so show it, great platform. And honestly, I super love their support team. Their thing says that when you message them, you know, it might take them a few hours to 24 hours to respond. But every time I've reached out, it's been like an hour at the very most. And that's always super impressed me because my previous job was literally building websites for realtors. And I can tell you responding right away is not always easy or possible. You're on the phone or you're working on somebody else's website. You're taking things in the timely manner that they come in. So, you know, there, there's a lot of juggling that you're having to do. So to have a team that's able to respond so quickly, I found really encouraging. Now, obviously that might also be time of the year, holiday times you'd be surprised typically pick up a lot more for website companies especially the end of year people like me want to start out the new year with a new website fresh new look yada yada so typically around that time they get more busier so that's just an aspect i keep in mind but still very impressed nonetheless but they are more expensive than the previous platforms i mentioned being squarespace and pixie set so that is just an aspect to keep in mind. The more custom you want, typically the more money you're going to pay. You get what you pay for, but you can get some really beautiful websites for very cheap on a template-based platform. So just a little recommendation and a heads up that I wanted to share. Now, that was the four tips that I wanted to 
bring up for today's episode. I didn't want it to be a super lengthy episode or just a bunch of details that I wanted to throw at you, but I did want to remind you, you know, these are just four aspects to consider. There is a whole lot more when it comes to starting a photography business, a lot more on the legal side of things to consider like business licenses. I mentioned contracts. You really got to make sure you've got contracts set up and ready um, and, and really getting familiar with whatever platform you're going to use to correspond. Some just like to use their Gmail for a period of time. But at a certain point, when you get really busy and a lot of bookings, it's smart to consider a platform that you can use for correspondence. Like for instance, I use HoneyBook. Um, a lot of people, a lot of photographers use HoneyBook. Others have started using one called Unscripted app and it's created by a group of photographers and the like and they just recently came up with um, more correspondence templates and the ability to schedule bookings, get payments, things like that for everything. I haven't yet tried it but I've heard from a few photographers that it's actually really nice. It's really easy. I just need to look into the cost and what the differences are between that and HoneyBook. I've gotten more used to HoneyBook and I've really filled it up with a lot of contacts from people I've worked with, but I haven't done so much by way of email marketing. And that is an aspect that I'm slowly working on, but because I was still starting out, I just, I didn't want to stress myself out with too much on my plate all at once. So keep that in mind that there is a lot to do, but just take it one step at a time. It is so easy to get overwhelmed with a lot of things to do and feeling like you don't have enough time to do it. So just take it one step at a time and go from there, but allow yourself a break too. Don't work night and day, get yourself some rest, be balanced and be humble about it. You know, do what you can within the means that you have available to you. And don't be disheartened if certain things just take a little bit longer than you expected or planned on. Just let it happen when it happens. So that is all for today, folks. I will be trying to do more episodes. The plan, again, as I've mentioned before, is not to focus just solely on photography or business. There are certain other aspects like certain community goings-ons or um, information I find out, other helpful tips and tricks for other things that I do want to share, safety-wise for women and men, just, you know, things that I want to share um, so still kind of a mixed variety, eclectic, like my personality uh, that I plan to share um, here and there and uh, so on. So I'm really excited to really put more into this podcast. Uh, again, hopefully the quality is not so bad. It sounds good in my ear, but that's just because it's me and I'm hearing my own voice. So <laughs> we will see how things progress. But thank you all so much for your time and your support and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much, folks. Mm -hmm.